I'm Michelle Olivier, and you're listening to Hey, I Want Your Job, the podcast that looks at amazing jobs and what it takes to get them. Welcome to Hey, I Want Your Job. And today I have Jamie Barlett, the pear, not the peach, um, with me. Um, Jamie, what is your job title? Uh, on paper, uh, Miss Michelle, I am president and CEO of Polypay. Which is always a sexy title. You got to love those three little letters that start with a C every time. It's something about, like they say, it's C-class. It's like if it's C-class, somehow in your mind, it's first class. I don't know where they, they equate that. I don't think so. I'm I down in the, the French. C-suite. So. Oh, yes. Thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah so that you're, you're dead sweet, sexy. Yeah, your work, you know how to make the, the titles and whatnot sound good. So that's that's good. I like that C-suite for sure. So You know, in my work, actually, titles is really funny because my clients are always asking, well, what should we call this person? I'm like, here's the deal with titles. Titles are really damn cheap. If it's going to make them feel better for you to add a senior or a head or a VP, my friend, go nuts. Why do you care? No, I remember, yeah, I remember when you talked about that. Absolutely. It's like if the person just likes their job and they're well taken care of and they want to put a, you know, senior or a VP or a strategic in front of it, I I totally agree. Right on, right on. We hired somebody on our team not too long ago and she was like, what's my job title? I was like, girlfriend, you're asking the wrong member of this team because I don't give a shit what you call yourself. Like, (laughs) go nuts. You want to be the CEO? Go big. Yeah. Right. I just, I, we just hired another uh, sales salesman for us. And, you know, I, I went hemming and hawing and he was very kind. It's like, you know, whatever you're thinking, I'm like, seriously, what do you like? Cause I just like, you know, as a business owner, you're like, I'm so out of brain cells sometimes. I'm just like, you know, what comes to mind, you know? So we did kind of a, a tete a tete and came up with something, but absolutely. So I, I don't, I'm curious from your world, what you would think. Cause he kind of has a slightly different uh, work than our VP of sales uh, and he has a lot more experience as well so I went with I'm waiting you can be honest strategic revenue executive that's very interesting is there a reason you didn't just go with CRO no is there a reason (laughs) you didn't just go with CRO I thought, you know, I thought about that too, again, going to your C-suite world, but um, just because having a couple individuals that are sort of in the same vein, it's a bit interesting because our new sales team member, he is more uh, senior in the terms of amount of experience in sales, yet my VP of sales has been here longer, uh, but is also a bit younger. So it was kind of, I wanted everybody to have their own vein for some reason, but I, you know, and then I always no, think no. people worry about is VP better than the, you know, you bring in the C-suite. So I just thought, hey, you know, somebody, let's I, have everyone have their own little identity, you know? Jamie, was everybody happy with what you called them? Super happy. Then yeah, you it. did a fantastic yeah. job. Good that job. Was it. And off they went. Yeah, that was there it. So yeah, yeah, That's everyone's happy. Yes. So. We know that you are officially head bitch in charge, um, that you're president, CEO, whatever. I do think I may change my title to head bitch in charge. Like, I feel like that's really probably the most accurate description of what I I do. Heavy on the B word, you know. Um, But 
you know, that's me. Um, so we know that that's your role, but what is it you guys are doing where you're the head person in charge and where you're hiring new people, et cetera? Tell us all about the organization. So we are, um, uh, what we do at PolyPay is we do payment processing. So we help people, Michelle, any kind of business, whether you're in person, online, uh, you're a mobile business, you're moving around, maybe you're a hairdresser, maybe you're a landscaper. We help uh, facilitate so that they can take credit cards for payment. Uh, so if they're a store, a retail, a restaurant, anything truly you can think of, Michelle, we've had everything from horse vets to farriers to people that sell pipe to funeral homes. I mean, everybody's got to take a card uh, for something. Uh, and we saw, I saw a niche. I, I never thought I would start a business, but I, when I was looking around to figure out what problem I wanted to solve, uh, I had been in finance and tech for many years and I saw that the payment processing industry is rife with some pretty awful people. Uh, they take advantage of a lot of businesses. Businesses aren't very well educated. Uh, they don't quite understand what they're signing up for. And I thought, boy, wouldn't that be a unique concept to just do the right thing and take care of your customer and make sure they're not getting ripped off. And if they have questions, you actually answer the phone. So turns out it's actually a model that works. So that's, uh, that's what we do here. And I kind of am... My joke is I'm HR, which I joke HR has been closed for years. Uh, <laughs> accounting, I'm HR accounting complaint department. In fact, above my desk here, one of my uh, team members made me a sign that says complaint department with an arrow that says a thousand miles. So um, I'm kind of everything. I love it. I'm involved in everything, which I appreciate. And uh, so we're a, a nice small team here in San Luis Obispo, California, but we also have uh, a lot of referral partners and people that work with us throughout the uh, throughout the U.S. and uh, we also have uh, a um, small office in Columbus, Ohio, as well. Uh, so I also live out there as well. So we have a little bit of a Midwest office too. So I go back and forth. So I mean, like Columbus, Ohio, is not one of the places you normally think of with a jet set lifestyle. But still, <laughs> like my other home. Is on the East Coast. I mean, right, very, yes. very bougie, yeah. Jamie. Very bougie. Yeah, not, yeah, not, no, uh, yeah, I don't live on a yacht. I don't have a nice apartment in, Yet. you know, the Yet. Boston waterfront, but I have a nice, uh, nice, happy home in Columbus, Ohio. I'm originally from the Midwest, so I'm, uh, I guess one would call me a carpetbagger. I've been out here in California since college, but all of my family is back uh, mostly in Ohio, so. Uh, I kind of wanted to get back to my roots there. So when I want a little bit of more quietness, I go back to the Midwest. When I'm ready for the absolute insanity that is California, I go back to California. So I go back and forth about every three weeks. So you uh, you have a small business that works with a lot of people across the country. It's, it's so interesting that in a time when more and more businesses are going fully online, fully remote, et cetera, you have an actual honest to God office. Are you the only one in the office? Does everybody have to work from the office? No, um, I have every, yeah, no, we have. So, uh, I have a couple people in Columbus and I have, uh, the rest of our team is here. Um, and they are in person. So we have, we've had an office through the pandemic as well, Michelle, we were here, we were kind of classified, which I was thankful about as one of those necessary businesses. So in terms of when it comes to financial transactions and businesses getting their money and getting help keeping up and running in this new world of operating. 
we were able to stay open. And I'm glad we did. And our team actually likes to come. Everyone comes in every day unless they're kind of out on sales calls or they're traveling or I'm back in, in Columbus. We're all here every day and in person. And I really, I really prefer that. And I know you've had some interesting conversations about uh, working remote and um, and not working remote. And I, I personally prefer it. There's there's uh, even though in the, in the truth of the matter, I'm an in, I'm an introvert hiding in the corner. There's something about being in person and working through issues and having discussions in person that there's just sort of that energy that I love. And it seems like the rest of our team feels that way, too. So long answer to your question. But yet we're always here. We're in person. There's always at least a handful of us here in the office. That's so interesting. And I, th I think that, you know, first of all, I think that you're not wrong on some things. And for all my bluster about how everybody needs to be 100% remote all the time, let me be clear. We just hired somebody and she is not remote. She is for her training here, boots on the ground with us because it, we are not set up at our size of organization to be able to handle fully remote onboarding for what we do. Like there's just something about being able to point at the screen and be like, click that. Yes. Or yes. like hand somebody your laptop and be like, I don't know how to do this. Yes, yes. And they yeah. can and just look at a face and say yes. help. Yeah. Yes. And you know, we're hiring a second person and it's the same thing, right? Like they're trading and onboarding. Now once they're trained and onboarded, they're gonna I don't give a shit after that. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's fine. But but I also think, you know, we've talked about as a culture, and I'm really interested, it sounds like you and I are kind of aligned here, that my two business partners and I have all known each other for over 30 years. So anytime we're inviting somebody else into that mix, right, they start off back-footed a little bit because it's like, everybody else is the cool kids. They have all the inside jokes that have been going for 20 years. And we don't want to be those kind of dicks, right? Like, we want them to feel part of the team and have a cohesive culture. Yeah. And to yeah. your point, like, getting to all be in the same place and have lunch together at the same table or, you know, like right now we're all working out together badly, so badly <laughs> am I working out. So lowercase badly, w. That's okay. Lowercase w. Like, as long as you think about it, I think you. We get have pressed. a trainer. He comes. He does not embarrass me. I manage to embarrass myself, but like. Well, but you're you know, way ahead of me. I think about it a lot. I do. I, it's in my mind, and then you know, execution's about forty-six percent of the time. So this is why way we ahead of me. Had, so, yeah. This is why we just had him come because we were like, look, I'm never gonna do it if I don't just have somebody showing up with two bags of weights being like, let's do this. And it's yeah. on my calendar. Like Absolutely. I have the best of intentions and the fattest ass ever, because that is how that's going to go. Jamie. We strive. That's right. We strive. But you know, to, yeah. in all honesty, that that's a, such a very recent experience that I went through because I've been fortunate. So our company's been around almost 10 years, Michelle, but my one of my most senior team members has been here almost nine years and my vp of sales has been here going on almost six years so when we were talking about bringing in another individual that uh, you know as you talked about having a good problem being so busy you need another set of hands which that's anything anybody could hope for yeah. but there was a true i love your phrase if i may steal that the back-footed aspect of it is because you do have this, you, you don't want to have a mean girls moment, right? Where, you know, you right. can't sit with us or, or whatever. Wednesdays we wear pink or Mondays is coral, apparently, for me. Um, but 
the uh that was a big thing it's like well how is this gonna go this is you know uh we, you know they had a set schedule when they went to lunch and you said we have a ton of stupid inside jokes and you know you're kind of like is this person gonna think that we're idiots and it's like why did i join this organization or we're jerks uh, right because you're yes. back to the mean girl thing like that's that's huge is yeah you don't want that to be a thing and you want to make sure that they feel welcomed and that yes yeah and i've had this so many bad bosses in my life and I, I don't regret them because I think it almost makes it, I'm sure you would see it, Michelle, heightened a concern. Like you said, is everyone happy? Do you feel like you don't want to be like a helicopter boss? You don't want to do any of this. Like you want them to be happy. So it's, you know, I thank them wherever they are floating around in this world because at least they showed me what not to do. Uh, and so that was a big concern too. Like, you know, it had been quite a while since we'd hired another person because we were handling, you know, the burden pretty well. And yeah, it was, a, it was a big concern. It took us several months to consider it. And we're at the end of the day, uh, they've been around for a few weeks now and it's, we couldn't have asked for anything better so far. I understand the world is in the honeymoon phase of, you know, with hiring, but it's, it's been fantastic. So I'm, I'm glad we overcame our uh, concerns. I totally agree. Same, like our our new person is amazing, and we're just like, oh, thank God she's here. Like it's so nice to have somebody that I can say, oh, there's this thing on my plate. Oh wait, I do yes. have someone I can give that to. Yes. Robin, yes. No. take this. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh wait, we have yeah. a Robin now. She can yes. do all the things. Yes, exactly. And do it with a smile. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that so right now we hear a lot of doom and gloom from the media about what, where the market is, et cetera, et cetera. And like, is the world going to hell in a handbag or is it like already there and we're just all trying to get parked? Like, you know, like how bad is it? And yet here you are a small business owner who's like, actually I'm hiring because my stuff is doing great. I don't know about you, but I am terrified of that. I keep feeling like, am I, am I missing something? Because my numbers say this is great. I don't want to hire somebody and then have to turn around and be like, just kidding. I, you know, my right. forecast sheet was totally wrong. Bye, right. Yes, yes. Right. Like, how are you handling that? How are you dealing with that? With, you know, where's your head on all that? Yeah, it, that was something, I mean, uh, we had been talking to this uh, now team member probably since about April and it was a very unique um, experience where they actually worked in an office very close to us and they were actually walking then they'd been at that company for quite a long time and they came along and they were actually walking by our building I guess that they told me that they would walk by every day actually just in you know again someone being good with their health fine whatever um, so they were walking by and they finally just said one day they weren't happy at work and they just finally said I'm gonna you know they sent me an email and wanted to know you know are you hiring I'm really curious I saw your website it looks interesting uh, what do you do um, and so that was kind of how they came to us so I thought okay initially I quelled my fears Michelle by thinking maybe this is you know and I'm one of those people that do believe I'm very much hard and fast numbers but I believe the other side of the world well obviously universes may be trying to tell you something like you know, you've been complaining about needing help and, and things like that. But I, you know, yeah, I, I had, you know, almost panic attacks about it where I was kind of looking up at the ceiling at night and going, what have I done? You know, I've just added another, you know, it's like you get another child or something. It's like, oh my God, I just given birth to another child. What do I do? Is this going to be okay? Um, but yeah, I, I looked at the numbers and I still say, even for us through the pandemic, Michelle, and that's what I love about this country. I mean, somehow the ingenuity still continued 
to, you know, the ability for people to translate what they used to do into a new job or step away from the corporate world and come up with something for their, for the, you know, there were, that was such a tipping point. I think you'd agree with so many uh, people that were in a larger corporations or whatever. That was what it took to kindly t finally tell them, you know what, I think I can do this. And, you know, in a time where there was so much lack of control, people felt like things were out of control. If they knew they could control their own what was going on under their own roof and start their own kind of business. So we truly saw an uptick throughout the pandemic because uh, not only did uh, businesses figure out how to pivot like restaurants and things, how to take, you know, do contactless delivery with credit cards to do curbside pickup, to turn their parking lot into a, another side of the restaurant. Uh, that's what I loved. I really saw the ingenuity of this country come through and I, and we're still experiencing that even with the, uh, you know, the stock market and things like that. I think people have said, we've lived through a pandemic. We can live through this. We've got to figure it out. I love that. So talk to me about, I know what my lessons are from bad bosses, both ones that I used to work with and ones that I'm helping coach to not be bad bosses today. What are, as an owner, what are your like hard and fast, like I will nevers? And oh, what are your I will always in terms of being, a good boss to your employees. Oh, absolutely. Gosh, so there's there's a handful, but I mean, having had bosses that would literally make me cry, I mean, that was I I I will never want to go through that again. So, uh I think very much I just love I love people to figure out their own work style. This this new uh, team member that joined was kind of like hey, I'm going to go out and just look for some leads. Is that okay? I'm like, hey, whatever works for you because your work is going to benefit us as a company. However you want to work, uh, you know, I, I, I like people have their own style, whatever makes them the most, um, uh, you know, makes them the best version of themselves. I could care less, however you want to work. Do you want to, you know, your schedule doesn't matter to me. You know, I like to have people in the office. So I have people that start earlier. I have people that start start later, but they work later. I have some that love to work on the weekends too. I mean, that's that that's what I love. So I always say, please do whatever style works best for you because I know in the end, I'm going to get the best out of you and therefore the company is also going to get um, the best out of you. And I think I always want people, if people have an issue, please tell me. I let things simmer so long being so unhappy, Michelle, because I was so terrified to, uh, to to voice my concern or ask anybody anything. I mean, I literally would have panic attacks on the way to work uh, when I worked up in San Francisco, Michelle, because I just knew what I was gonna face and I knew that I wasn't gonna have somebody that was gonna be there to support me. So I felt like I was completely by myself. So I vowed no matter whatever, and I wasn't in that mindset yet, you know, to start a business. I vowed if that ever happened, I didn't want anybody um, to ever feel like they were just, you know, they were like survivor man here, you know, just building their own tent and trying to make it between eight and five. Yeah. I get, and going along with that, for me, a big one is I, and I don't know about you, I am one of these people that like, when you get those, when you're in a big company and they send out those emails that are like, can employees please stop doing blah, 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 or a reminder to employees about the following procedure. I'm always like, oh my God, is this me? Did I do this? And I forgot. Was that, you know, like I, I always take that personally. Like that's just me as a person. Right. And I went, because I'm that kind of a human, I went into all of my reviews being like, oh my God, what are they going to beat me up about today? That I don't right. remember that I did that happened last month. And even when my reviews were good, I had that feeling. 
And I think to me as a hiring manager, one of my, or as a manager, one of my things is I want every employee in our company to always know at every single moment, exactly where they stand. If you piss me off and you're on my shit list, you're going to know. Yeah. And And let's just get through it. Yeah. Like, okay, you screwed up. Did you learn your lesson? Cool. You're going to do it again? Nope. All right. Good talk. Let's go. Right. Right. Like I, I'm not mad about it five minutes later, but, but I want you to know, and we're going to deal about it right now while it's live, instead of waiting six weeks to beat somebody up about it when they're like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do about it now? And at the flip side, I want to make sure that when they do something great, that I acknowledge that right now today so that you don't have to wait for your praise. You don't have to wait for the good or the bad. Like to me, that's a really important one. And it feels like that's the same with you. How do you make that happen with people who all have the title exec? Because it's a lot harder with that than with people who are at a more administrative level where it's, you know, it's easier to quantify and easier to give an out of a way or to do correct, corrective action. How do you handle that with like the, your more senior staff? Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny and they'd probably laugh and they'd agree with me. Like I, when I do, I'm in the office, I sort of do like a round robin, Michelle, where I'm like, is everybody okay? Like, do you need anything from me? Like I kind of do that a few times a day. Um, just because, again, I know if people get busy or if there's something that can take off of somebody's plate, I want to know that. Because sometimes to use your head bitch phrase, Michelle, you know, obviously if there's a more junior person in the company and they're trying to get answers on behalf of a customer or something with one of our partners, I always say, hey, am I, do I need to send a bitch, you know, do I need to turn the bitch switch on or something like that? Do I need, just because you have that title or whatever, it's like, hey, if that's what works to get something done and you hit, somebody has to get an email from me that says, oh, the president and CEO is pissed off. Um, you know, if that's going to make life easier for our team, then I'm always happy to do that. But um, I'm very much, I always like to let people know, you know, great day. I always like to talk about at the end of the week, how did we feel? How did we feel the week went? Um, I even sometimes ask, like, if you had a word to describe the week of this week, what would you say? You know, I think last week was uh, chaotic and one said busy, but good. So, I mean, it's, it's, I always like to think I, I take a pulse. Um, for everybody because everybody's window of work is completely different Um, but at the end of the day you know I just want to know where they stand because you know the worst thing you can do right Michelle other than wasting money is wasting somebody's time and I know I wasted so much time not letting people know where I stand or where I felt and I just don't want to do that because if somebody's happy right you're going to get the best out of them and then everybody's going to benefit everybody will benefit yeah absolutely and I that's I think that I I I think that's so well said that happy people are the best workers. They're the best representatives for your organization. Like they're good business. It's also being a good human, but like they're also good business. And, you know, I think that it's so, it's so interesting to me, like how much pushback, because I'm sure you've seen my LinkedIn and I am not subtle about the fact that I really believe that, there is this old school mentality that employers are doing you a favor by giving you a job and that your role is to be grateful for being employed. And I'm like, I call total bullshit because they can't keep the lights on without you. No, absolutely. And you, what they bring in terms of personality and experience and I'm grateful, like when they, you know, during a weekend or things like this, you know, that happened this weekend, it's always like, I'll get a text from a team member or something, or they'll give me an update or a comment. 
they don't have to. It's technically in the eyes of, you know, of the world, it's their time off. But to know that they're still thinking and they're still concerned about customers. We had a customer that went live this weekend. They were a nonprofit. They had an event. So there was a, you know, an all hands on deck concern. Want to make sure that they were set up and everything was working fine. And the team here stayed in contact with the people over there, checked in, got updates, gave me updates. It's like, you, you can't ask for that. So if somebody's going to give you not only their best between Monday and Friday, and then also going to get, keep you updated on a weekend, whether it's a good or bad thing. I'm very grateful for that. Um, again, like you said, it's people's time. They, you know, even if they love their work, you know, weekend should mostly be sacrosanct. So, but if, and if it's not, and they're still there and thinking about the, the, the good of the customer and, and of Polypay, I, I, I feel like I've struck the lottery then. And so I want to do anything I can to make sure that, that they're happy and that continues. Yep. I, yeah, super well said. I am very cognizant that I don't want um, my employees feeling like they need to work on the weekends, et cetera. But I'm an HR person, right? So from a compliance perspective, not exempt yeah. employees need to only work 40 right. hours or less. Right. But yeah. I will say on that, and I'd really love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Um, I, I, my not exempt employees, I do not give a shit if they work 20 hours or 40 hours. I don't care. My take on that is I hire you to do a job. It is worth the amount that I have set aside to pay you for me to have somebody do that job. And if you can do that job well in 20 hours a week, God bless you and carry on. If it takes you the full 40, that's okay too. I'm not mm -hmm. going to pay more or less for right. those differentiators. But yes. I also just don't get hung up on, you know, it. Friday, it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you want to peace out. Cool. Are you, are you done for the day? Then good talk, my friend. Now the nature of our work makes that a little hard because some things come up because, you know, they have to, they have to be really responsive to candidate inquiries or like, Hey, we need to get this person booked. Probably the same as you, right? Like you have a customer service call. It's got to get answered. If it's 458 on a Friday, somebody's got to answer that call. But as yeah. long as they have some kind of a mechanism for doing that, I don't care. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, no. absolutely. Yeah. Know. No, and Fridays, we leave an hour early um, on Fridays anyway, because it's kind of one of those things. Fridays, everybody kind of has that. It's like having a case of senioritis, right? Everyone's like, all right, we're almost there anyway. So, uh, and usually Fridays are pretty quiet. And like you said, I, I laugh when you said that because we've literally gotten calls at like 4.58 where a customer's like, my terminal doesn't work. You're like, all right, this is going to be a while. So you kind of go, okay, you grin and bear it and, you know, and, and grit your teeth and, and you have to deal with it. But that's, you know, that's that's what the, what you have to do. But yeah, absolutely. I could care less either. I, it's whatever gets done. Everyone has a different style. You know, I, I'm weird. Sometimes it's like my mind isn't working during the day the best. Sometimes I like working late at night. I mean, it's it's whatever works. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that that's really, to me, that's one of the big differences about a healthy modern working place, right? Is that a lot of these old impressions of, you know, you have to be here for, you know, you get I pay you for eight hours a day and by God, I'm getting it. No, stop. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. You stay here till you get your gold watch and that's it. And like you said, and be thankful and, you know, clock in and clock out and do your Flintstones move and, you know, off you take off in the parking lot and you're yeah. welcome. Um, so on that note about the Flintstones move, I, 
I have, a, have you heard about this, um, silent quitting thing, quiet quitting thing before uh, yet? Mm, oh girl, I, let I, me I, tell I, you. Yeah, do tell, do tell. Well, my friend, this is all the, all the buzz. This is the new, like, what have, what have we been through? You know, the great resignation, the great, whatever, five different iterations of, well, the new one is quiet quitting. Okay. And the idea is that people don't quit their jobs but they quit putting in the 110%. They come in, they do their job, and they go home. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's quietly quitting. I feel like that's doing your job and then going home. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I find think it... if I had lots of unhappy friends in work that did that same thing, and I, I guess I wouldn't care. I mean, it's because I thought you were going to go somewhere. It's almost like you're ghosting your job sort of in that no. aspect. But they're still, they're still there physically. But I guess you're yep. just saying not in heart or not, not mentally then. But okay. I also think you're like, just a husk at a desk. But I feel like that's okay. Like some jobs require you to turn up mind, body, and soul, right? So for you and I, the face of our organizations, you know, having, there's a, we couldn't dial it in. That's not going to be a thing. There are other roles within other companies where I literally, like there's a, a set list of duties. And if you're excited to do those duties or not, as long as you do them well, who the hell cares? Right, right. And I think that, you know, as two women entrepreneurs here, there are a lot of downsides <laughs> to the hustle. Like a long oh, yes. list oh, yes. Yes. of downsides, Jamie. Oh, for sure. There are, you, I don't, in your work, it's a little bit different than mine. In my work as a consultant, very regularly, I have clients who are like, I should just hire you. And then you will be mine and all mine forever. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a no. That's a no. Yeah. But there are days where I'm like, why is nobody trying to hire my ass today? Because today I would say, yes, sign mm -hmm. me up. You're mm -hmm. going to pay my benefits, take all the risk for my financial future. I'm going to get, like, to take days off and nobody's going to be upset. Yes, yes. Sign me up for my W-2 right now, today. Big discount. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, just, yeah, let me let me punch in, like I said, and punch out, and that's yes. it. And I only Sign have to worry up. about one person, and that's it, and I can go. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I have no judgment for people who want out of the hustle life. Like, absolutely. God bless y'all. Probably. Yeah, people that like a certain schedule, they're one of the, like, they'll be doing the same thing for 20 years from now. If that, you know, if that's what, you know, if that's where you love and you're happy, who cares? You know, my husband has a job working for a big company. I would hate it, but he likes it. And you know what? His check clears every month, Jamie, every month. <laughs> He gets Most sick. Most important part. All right. There you go. He gets sick. He takes days off. Nobody's lighting up his phone. Nobody else's paycheck is not going to get paid because he's off. Right. Whereas when you're the face of the company. Right. right? Lights got to stay on. All of that. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. This is never his problem. He just lays yeah. in bed and feels sick and not guilty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Total hey, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think that that's like, I completely understand why that would be anybody's choice. And I have no 
judgment about it. And it is so interesting to me that this is the latest thing that, I mean, media getting riled up about something, whatever, like that's just day ending and why, but that employers are getting riled up about this. Like, I don't want my people just to me. Like, well, if you want them to do more than they're doing now, you should probably pay them. Or, you know, talk to them or ask them or, you know, yeah. but yeah, is, well, so where is that, where was that coming from specifically, Michelle? Like where, it's what everywhere. Like it's, industry, was it industry or where was it coming from? It's one of the, there's all these articles that got published about it in like, you know, Forbes and the Economist, you know, it's all over LinkedIn. It's just one of those, like, it's the latest trend. And I just like, I just think that there are just being people. Like, they're the same people that have always been there. And I just think, you know, that there has You think become... it's just companies saying, why don't, you know, why aren't you telling me I'm the prettiest and the best and I'm so, you're so lucky to be with me kind of thing? You know, it's, that's you know, they're, they're think... missing their corporate praise. I think that that's exactly what it is. And I like that they're corporate praise. Oh, I'm totally stealing that one. <laughs> right, but we yeah, swapped back footage for that. There we go. There we go. Now we're <laughs> even. But yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, that's like, that there is this mentality. Like I have managers who are like, well, we're going to need them to do this, 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 and this. I was like, no, that's abusive. Well, when I was applying for jobs and does this look like right. 1996 to you? Right. What was it? What's that line? I walked to work. I walked to school in the snow. What was it? 10 miles one way and 11 back. And I yeah, had yeah. one shoe and that shoe had a hole in it wherever Dana Carvey is. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I don't understand. The fact that you got abused, why does that mean it's okay for us to abuse the next generation? Surely it means that we know better. Right. Yeah. Or we're doomed to repeat. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I just, yeah, I totally, yeah. And I think you're right. It's the corporate praise. They're like, but I got here and now I want people to be excited to work for me. And they will, if you're not a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, if you just take a minute and step outside yourself and, you know, walk the floor and, and take it, you know, take the, the you know, heart heartbeat of the company and see what's going on, then you'll know. Yeah, exactly. So you are a woman leader in both technology and finance. And I don't know if you had noticed, but there aren't a lot of them. <laughs> there, yes. What's that word? There is a dearth. Yes, I will say that there is definitely, definitely a dearth for sure of that, which is intriguing. <laughs> and that, and this was not my sector in the least at all, Michelle. So I am at my core, I am an English and an economics major. So I was, you know, I spent part of my college years sitting under a tree reading Shakespeare. And then the other side was, all right, doing that graph of X and Y with butter and guns and all of that and trying to figure it out. So, and both departments thought I was a sellout, you know, so it was, it was like living two worlds. And then I thought, how did I end up here? So I guess this was the amalgamation of that, of where I started from in college. Every part of my liberal arts uh, heart loves that story, Jamie. Uh, international law and Russian with a minor in comparative lit. Oh my gosh, I love that. And a master's in queer theory. So I have all of the degrees in want fries with that. Wow. Oh, wait, I'm digesting that. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Again, lots of sitting under trees, thinking deep thoughts and discussing yes. them in Russian. Um, yes. But that's actually not as saleable. <laughs> 
as it feels like it might be when you're 20, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're like, oh, I'm going to change this. I remember took a, took like a women's, a 17th century women's writers in literature class. And I think there were four people in it. I was like, wow, they found four of us. That's impressive. Great. I was like, yeah, that's great. So, yeah. with the spear. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to change the world. Okay, Jane, just sit down, relax. All right. You know, just, yeah, just yeah. you know, highlight your text and, you know, yeah, we'll go write a paper. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So as a woman in this space, when you're going out networking with other people, first of all, Jamie is one of those names that can be either a man or a woman. How often do you oh. walk in and they're like, it's got boobs. Yeah. Did anybody see boobs coming? How men often are, do you have Oh, it? God. 95% of the time. Yeah, 95% of the How time. Just And I got that my whole life with my, because I was named after my dad. So- I I I, I got that yeah. whole my whole life, and it's even spelled the what when one not that that matters anymore like the masculine way at least it was it was spelled that way so all the time so but I found that fascinating because it was almost like you got a bit of an edge you kind of got to hide behind the curtain kind of a Wizard of Oz the kind of thing moment where you're like having these initial conversations and no one's quite sure and this was you know before there was a LinkedIn or things like that that was very prevalent so. Um, you know, it was fun to kind of play with that. And so, yeah, I always got a lot of Mr. in this and I'm like, God, you know, he's deceased, but I'm here, you know, and they kind of <laughs> say, wait a minute, take a beat and come back kind of thing. So it was kind of fun to have an initial discovery conversation that, you know, the other party wasn't quite aware of. And then kind of when you make your debut, they're like, ah, okay. All right. You know, and so you see kind of the recomposure there and then like a reset and then they're, I'm like, all right, now they're ready. Okay. They're ready now. Okay. Got it. They took a beat. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you get offended? I would be offended. No, no I think I, I've, I've experienced it. I, I think it's fascinating. I just think it's funny because it's just sort of, if anything, it gives you a bit of an edge into how that future conversation is going to go. Cause I've had some where people are like, Oh, interesting. Okay. And then others where there is definitely um, a hesitation, certainly in, in certain markets that I've tried to pursue uh, where there's a bit more of a old boy or an old school network to it than some mm -hmm. um, not as prevalent, I think anymore in this day and age of a lot of small businesses and entre other entrepreneurs coming up. But I mean, years back when I was sort of, talking to different industries or trying to join certain networking things and then you kind of just sort of show up and they're like oh well we're gonna have to tick that box now aren't we you know sort of <laughs> thing you know and i used to play it as a hey I'm, I'm helping you out on the billboard here you can add another w to the uh to the line of things here you know whatever floats your boat i'm not here for that designation but i'm i'm, I'm here to network i love how how totally zen you are with that um in terms of the things are changing girl you should come to texas because let me tell you <laughs> i love well it's not so much yeah it's not so much today but i love texas you know I, in high school <laughs> i got i got biggest hair so i know everything's bigger in texas so i know i would feel welcome over there it's not it's not a as we talked about it's monday it's not a great day but normally it's you know it's 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 in my high school yearbook, Michelle. I got biggest hair, biggest oh, hair, okay. most unique clothing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, and that was I went to high school in St. Louis, Missouri. So kind of south adjacent, but not okay. quite. 
Yeah, yeah Missouri is like one was, of those states. They think they're yeah. from the south, and we're like, y'all need to get better yeah. geography. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a fight there where I, w- I would say that. Because then they're like, well, the closer you got to Kansas City, they're like, oh, it's the south. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Having family in Mississippi, I'm like, no, that's yeah. no. No, <laughs> no, you're way off. No. Not even close, guys, but A forever. Yeah. A forever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. So, I mean, for me, right, I walk in and not only am I a woman, but I'm I'm the HR bitch, right? Because that's what I do. It's so like, oh, HR's here. Now nobody can have any fun. And then, like, the moment I drop an F bomb, they're like, oh shit, maybe she's all right. Y'all, just because I can drop an F-bomb does not make it okay to slap my ass or to make rude jokes in front of me. Like, come on now. Come on. Yeah. And I just, like, I really hate, I, and this may be a regional thing, but I find that at those, like, um, networking groups and that sort of thing, I have had so much of people testing me out. I mean, like my five-year-old does to me, Jamie, except they grown-ass men, where they're like, oh, well, we're going to make this joke and see if, and like, you can see them like out of the corner of their eye checking to see if I laugh or if I'm okay with it. And then like the next joke's like the next step further. And like, they're clearly seeing how far they can push it. I'm like, how about you just be yourself? And if you offend me, I will tell you why, like, or maybe be a grown-up and say, Hey, before I offend you, can I ask where you fall on whatever continuum you would think it is? Right. Like, if you want to tell a dirty joke, I'm probably not going to be offended. If you want to tell a racist joke, I promise you I am going to be offended. And that's not because I have lady parts. It's just because I'm not an asshole. Yeah. And you have your HR hat on, Michelle, too. But it's also, like, just life, you know? Like, even if I wasn't in HR... It, yeah, it, it's, it's like we got to start somewhere at least. I don't mind if we devolve into office jokes and all other things like that, but at least you got to start off on that. Everybody's on their best behavior, and then you know, if you, you hit it off, then you can then you can go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but oh yeah, I'm I'm just impressed that you managed to. It sounds like handle navigate it more gracefully than I do because I just get mad and then I'm just like screw it well I'm not saying that my internal monologue isn't going off in all sorts of ways and if I'm feeling more comfortable I will certainly uh I'll you know I'll say if you know hey I didn't know you were on tour here buddy okay that's great where do I get tickets you know I mean it's you know it's uh, you know it's it, you, I think every, the every I have... instance is different I think the problem is I have no internal monologue. Like I just, I it's just a one to one in my brain, out my mouth. Like oh. But don't you think once you hang up your own shingle, right, Michelle? You're like, you know what? I'm gonna take that as my right now. It's like when you've held your your tongue so many times, you're like, yeah, that's gonna be one of my things where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna let you know what I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think you know, you're right. Like I'm at a point in my life where. That's very much, you know, I get people who give me a hard time about my uh, LinkedIn profile with my Black Lives Matter mask. I'm like, I I just figured I'd save us both some time, bro. If that's yeah. going to be a deal breaker for you, then we should not work together because your attitude's going to be a deal breaker for me. True fact. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. Frankly, you're just saving people time, right? I mean, that's, and yourself time. There you go. Yes. So just uh, self-select out, opt out. Thanks very <laughs> that's much. Right. Yeah. Do and, not you know, pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Keep moving. And I've just, you know, I've had so many jobs of back to the, you know, bad bosses where I have been told, 
you're so competent. You're just, you're just not as nice as we would like. I'm like, what? I am never nice. If I am, it's entirely by accident. So just chalk that up as a, hey, what a day. But yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you're here to do, yeah, you're here to do your job and that's it. I mean, I think people, like you said, with the, using the corporate praise phrase again, I think people think that you're supposed to be in love with yeah, your work environment or whatever. It's like, you're here to, you're here to execute and, you know, bring your best self. And then, you know, people seem to forget that people have another world. It's like, all right. And then they're going to you know, clock out. And there's another whole part to their life. And it's like people in that, in that, in, in industry don't seem to think that that's the case. It's like, or that they're not do that other side of their life for some reason. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like we, I really, I really object to the whole, our company is a family. No, we're not. I do not pay my family to spend time with me. Lord, no. I might pay them to not, Jamie, sometimes, right. like, we're there. <laughs> see that. That's a good model. Yeah. But exactly. in general, yeah, exactly. like, I don't have to pay my family to come around my house or right. to hang out with me. My family right. also does not contribute to my business or my means of, you know, like, they, they're not the same. And I really hate when companies say that because I'm like, what that does is it gives you a blank check for behaving badly. Mm -hmm. in most cases because we are all assholes to our family because we can be because they're our family yeah it'll get to go human. away yes. Yes. yeah we're human for god's sake yeah right? exactly. my poor husband <laughs> takes all of my bullshit at the end of the day the other day i yelled at him and he was like why are you yelling at me because i had a bad day and i can't yell at my clients that's right. Yep. I need so unfortunately, I'm in front of you. Yeah, you, you're you're the, the dogs ran away when I tried to yell at them. You're the last man standing. Yeah, that's it. Just <laughs> stay a second. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it's but it's so it's so interesting to me that not only does that keep happening, but I do find this very much on gender lines. I have never I have I cannot remember, and it may have happened, but I cannot remember having to correct a woman mm. about we are not a family. It is always men that I find that they say that. And I think part of that is women experience family very differently. Yes. We experience oh, gosh, yeah. a lot more of that unpaid burden Right. And so yes. we're like, I'm and not just putting to, that yeah. on somebody. No. Yeah. Yeah. And just going ahead and taking it, just adding it to your pack. Right. You know, that's yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, just adding it to another part of your Atlas life here, holding, holding things up. That's fine. Just mm -hmm. throw in the more balls. How many, I can just juggle all day long. We're good. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I do, I think that that's very telling. That that is one of those, and I think that uh, that men tend to be of uh, have that huge blind sight way more than women in business do. And I think that one of my favorite things about, to your point earlier, that in since 2020 we've seen a rise of small businesses. We've seen people finding new ways to make a living that d break those old molds. That means we're seeing more and more women in positions of authority than we have oh, before. Sure. And I think that like, that's a big departure from that, right? That we are like, mm, no, 
for sure. I would, you know, and to add, I think that's the case. And I think what I have experienced the last couple of years, Michelle, is now my problem is, you know, when there was women's networking groups and there's there was a handful here and there and there weren't very much. And, you know, now there seems like there are a bit more, but it's um, I don't know how the best way to categorize it. But some of the ones that I go to, Michelle, I almost think I was like, you know, when I go in the subject matter, whatever they're talking about, I go, is this a joke? Like, it's so light on on kind of doing better for your business. It's, it's sometimes it feels so superficial. Some of the, the uh, topics that we cover, I just feel like I've wasted my time. And so then my concern is I decide not to go to some of those events anymore. Cause I just feel like, you know, your own time is so important enough that you step away for an hour, hour and a half. Some of them, I just think it's almost like this glorified, uh, you know, just sort of gossip kitschy, which I, who I appreciate that, but there's a time and place for those kind of events, right, Michelle? It's like, if you're coming out during sometime between the week, Monday through Friday, and you want to have this hard hitting conversation, it's almost like the women's side of that gets a bit offended if you bring that up. And I thought, wait, I thought we were talking about business and things. I'm like, is this supposed to be a safe place? I can't quite, I don't know if you run into that, Michelle. It's like some of these- totally. Networking entities I go to, it's like they don't know what they want to be. Like they tell you they're one thing. And so when you come there, and I'm very much, I think I'm going to guess maybe you're like that, Michelle, just slightly. Uh, you know, don't waste my time. This is what I'm here for. Um, this is, you know, this is what I'm looking for. If this isn't the case, I'm going to exit stage left. And I've gone to some of these events and they're just like these silly luncheons where the, the subject matter is such fluff. I go, you know, if I wanted to do this as a joke over the weekend, maybe, but my time is critical. Why am I here? You know, and I, then they get upset yeah. when you don't decide to come. Oh, aren't you going to re-up or aren't you going to go to our next lunch? And I go, I'm not going to waste an hour and a half for a bad overpriced lunch and, and not get anywhere. I'm sorry. It's like you have to apologize for why you supposedly thought you were coming there in the first place. I had a company, I had a group like that, that was here in the Austin area for women in business. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And yeah. I joined up and the first, like the first big event they sent me was a rosé all day themed event. Yeah, exactly. And it was at some place and they're like, oh, and this person who is a photographer will be there and she'll do your headshots and make sure you wear your makeup. I'm like, what? What is this school picture day? What is this? Yes. And yeah. I was just like, where are the topics? And then I started looking through their events and it was all that kind of crap. And I'm like, look. Yeah. If y'all want to have an event on how women in business can support each other in business, like in business, and you want to talk to me about working with you, with your HR, which y'all, by the way, clearly fucking need if you think this is good, um, yeah. or like you're recruiting, that sort of thing. Great. Let's have that. I yeah. will do that presentation for you all day long. I do it yeah. for other groups that are not women specific, but I totally agree with you that there is so much of this fluff. And it's I insulting. It it's is. Insulting. And it's done by like women to women. Yeah, yes. I feel like we're Stepford wiving ourselves when I and I can't believe you mentioned the rose thing. That was one of my first events I went to. They had this lunch and I was like, all right, I gotta think about if I do this again. And it was 1.30 on a Friday. And they'd finished the event and she, uh, the gal came over to me. She said, oh, we're all going over because, you know, in San Luis Obispo, there's a bunch of lovely wineries. She said, oh, we're all going over now for a happy hour. I'm like, it's 1.30 in the afternoon. She's like, yeah, we're, I said, I got to go back to work. And she yeah. was kind of like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I, I 
you have team members and things to get done and it's the end of the week. So I appreciate you sucking off an hour and a half of my time and wasting it. I'm going to cut my losses and leave, you know, I mean, it was just, and I don't get it when you go to these, these events, Michelle, and like you're handing out business cards, you're trying to talk to people and then they get offended. I go, why are we here? No offense. I don't need any more friends right now. I'm actually looking for a, maybe I can help someone. Maybe they can help me. Why is that so wrong? Why is that so taboo? Yeah, I totally agree. And like, um, I know. am the least like hard hitting salesperson. I, I, I try not to sell <laughs> as much as I try to sell because I really think that you know, a huge part of what I do in particular is about building connections for people, right? So like yeah. the the pipe, you know, helping people have better connections for hiring or for good practice, like just making those connections between people. If you never hire me, I don't care. Like I I want to help people be better employers and give better experience to their their client their employees and so great and so same as you right i'm there and i'm like hey cool let's talk like what do you do how can i help what's going on and people are like um, yeah i what? I, I did i, I don't just get read it. the sign like why are we here it says networking. say it with me now networking i'm yeah, also a massive introvert so I didn't want to be here in the first place. I have dogs at home that I could be with or children, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. depending on level yeah. of like self-loathing yeah, thank today. You. <laughs> thank you. I'm just saying, yeah, I, I, I'm just still waiting to find, I found a few organizations, Michelle, that are better than ones I've gone to, but there's definitely some national associations that I've tried to dip into. And it's just, you just feel disappointed. It's like, it's like a, it's having go. It's like going back after having a first day, a bad date. You're going back for another one, and it's like, all right, maybe it's me. And then you go, you know what? No, it isn't me. I'm trying to move forward. I just, if someone out there, and I'm putting that as a plea on your on your platform, if someone has great networking associations where it's actually about networking, and someone can come in and not get a stink face from somebody by saying, hey, this is what I do. I'm proud at what I do. I know I'm good at it. I know I can make a difference. I'd love to know what you do. Maybe we can work together. Is that so dirty? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm in. And if that yeah. doesn't work, maybe we should just start like a national networking and, and best practice for women That's in right. business yeah. who just really want to be in business and not yeah. talk about rosé. Like if y'all want to have a social club, go make a social club. Yeah, well, I don't maybe join we social do something like the three Bs, Michelle, like bitches, bonding, and business, business or something. Yes. <laughs> something like that. Something. Just I want. I mean, and you can't insult me. I'm fine. If you don't want to, if you don't want to work with me, that's great. Are you kidding me? I mean, my own mother, bless her heart, used to you know tease me enough. It's like I got it. I'm I'm okay. You're not going to hurt me. But yep. worst thing you can do is waste my time. Yep. I have a shirt that says I'm not for everyone. Absolutely. I have Thank no interest you. in trying to be for everyone. No. I know no. my niche. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'll be over here. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I just yeah. like, like you, right? I just lean into it. I have yeah. crazy hair, blue lipstick, and, you know, visible tats. If that's not your jam, that's yeah. cool. You should find yeah. someone else. Yeah. Life's too short. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. There's enough people for whom this is their jam, then I'm good. Yeah, exactly. If the day exactly. comes that there's not, I'll have to reevaluate that, won't I? Right. But today is right. not that day, friend. That's right. Yeah, and I am not that person. So, yes, exactly. I can't believe this. We are over time. But we have also solved a major world problem by starting the triple Bs, right? 
I think so. I absolutely I'm excited. Yeah. Bitches bonding over business. Yes. Yeah. 3B. Title and process. Title and process. <laughs> we'll work on it. But I'm here. Yes. I have some. I have yes. a couple of really good folks that would probably be happy to join us. Don like Sizer, I'm thinking of you. Right. Like absolutely. It. So, uh, yeah. What did I forget to ask you <laughs> that I should have done, Jamie? No, I think, you know, again, I'm going to be in a, what we talked about. You know, I, I love what I do. I, I think there's that stupid comment about, you know, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. But I love what I do. I love what our Polypay does. Um, we love helping people. I know we can make a difference. I know we're in it. I don't feel bad saying I know we're damn good at it. And I'm proud of that. And so if anybody wants our help at all, love that. I love networking. If people would love to reach out to me and, and chat, I think that would be great. And if I can be of help to anyone, I think there's also a dearth of mentors in this world. So I would love to do that. And I'd love if people would like to be referral advocates for us, uh, because you can benefit from helping other businesses and making sure that they're being well taken care of. And then in exchange for that, I always believe if they're helping, you're helping somebody else, you should get it. So we also do a ongoing revenue share for people that send business our way because if we benefit they should too nice and all of that's on the website fantastic and all of the, those links are in the show notes so jamie thank you so much this was amazing i loved it thank, thank you, you michelle i appreciate it it was a great way to kick off the week so thanks very much for your time you're welcome bye you've been listening to hey i want your job for more information on how you can get your own awesome job, visit ONH Consulting at www.onhconsulting.com. We offer incredible resumes, no-nonsense career advice, and real-world tips for landing a job in today's market. Check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Insta for more insider information. Soon, you'll be hearing us say, I'm Michelle Olivier, and hey, I want your job.